Burner Phone is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I'll be like, your dick is so big. You're mm-hmm. so deep. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so hard. <laughs> and then you're like, what else do dicks do? <laughs> I see what you mean, though. Like, the longer you're in a relationship, you're like, so... I use all my material. <laughs> yeah, my material. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Hell. Okay, little devils, we have a special guest today. She's actually coming back to hell. She went in hell, she burned herself alive, and she was like, I want more torture. It is Raina Greenberg. I couldn't stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Raina was the last person I saw before the world came to an end. That was a crazy night. That was like this weird, ominous night at the stand. All of our friends were there, and we took a walk and had Joe's Pizza, and then I just never saw anybody again for three months. (laughs) We were at the comedy club. We were having fun. There was a tenseness where we all were like, this is fun, but I feel like it might not happen again. And then we went to get Joe's Pizza, and we sat there. We laughed a little, and I kind of was like, see you when I see you that was crazy I feel like we sent it we like sent it off in a good way though we like did. if I could pick a night it's like at a comedy club with our friends in the green room hanging out then we get Joe's pizza and then I don't see anybody for three months yes and with a carb load have a lot of cheese be alone when you get home let the gas out uh-huh. freely and then you don't have to socialize for a bit but I finally was like I need to see this bitch again I was back in the city and I hit you up and we are in your gorgeous one-bedroom apartment. Girl, thank you. I feel like it's always a goal. And I feel like all women should have a goal of, like, getting their own fucking studio or one-bedroom. Mm-hmm. Was that in your manifestations? I, I didn't know what my life would be. Like, I grew up with a mom that just said, like, have a career, make money. If a man leaves you, you want to be able to, like, support yourself. You know, my mom... My, my dad and her broke up when I was four. Mm-hmm. So my mom just raised me to be like independent. And then, yeah, it's nice to be like, I'm at a point in my career where I can like, I can live where I want. I can decorate where I want. I don't need to borrow the money from my dad or my husband. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you need to, or you don't you have to go be nice off. to men. Listen, if your dad funds your whole life, great. I'm jealous <laughs> of you. I wish my dad was rich, but he's not. So this is, I, I had to do it on my own. I just love not having to suck up to people. You know, when you're like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, what do you want? You don't have to do that shit anymore. Just make your own money. But you are as an entrepreneur spend a lot of time in your apartment yeah I work from home and um Ashley and I my my co-host of girls gotta eat I just don't introduce you anymore (laughs) I'm like if you don't know who she is you have a fucking problem she is the host of girls gotta eat which is one of the top podcasts in the whole fucking world and you also you follow her on Instagram she does a lot of shit whatever continue yeah this is the opposite of hell I'm like this is so great just be here and talk about how great I am all the time no I build you up and I break you down That's okay I'm do. ready no I'm ready to talk about sad shit too um what was I talking? oh uh yeah I work from home Ashley and I sort of like split work hours like I start work at like 7 30 in the morning I answer the emails like I do all that then she gets up at like 11 but then she works till like three in the morning like she is just such a night owl so I'll wake up and she's done like a thousand things but yeah I work here all day and then we recorded her place and I we have this big show and I'm so proud of it but I think that people probably 
probably assume that like you or I are in these like wild tricked out studios. We're at Ashley's house on the couch with the dog hanging yeah. out. That's it. Well, you got to keep things to like what how it started because I feel like if you guys had some fancy studio or whatever, I don't know if it would be the same. I feel I feel like it's like too glossy. Like sometimes you see stuff and you're like, are you still like a normal person? Or sometimes people do things that look cool because they're aspirational, but are they actually financially good for the business? Mm-hmm. Like buying like you could buy your own freaking like office if you wanted i think that's a really good advice for anybody also like in any business like think about like is this gonna bring me money is this gonna bring me more attention in a positive or way or is this ego driven yeah like do, we used to have a studio we used to pay um we've we've had two different studios one was at like cbs or nbc or something and there was mm-hmm. another one and it was like it didn't make the show better mm-hmm. being with guests in a studio didn't make like the vibe better and mm-hmm. so i just think that like you should think like is this serving me or am i just doing this for how it looks yeah like is this you or is this what society says is successful but I wanted to talk about your apartment because (laughs) you are impeccable in terms of how you've designed it like it's so Raina it's so warm it what was like your goal with the space and I want some advice for listeners on how to create your space to be you Thank you. A lot of you have been asking. Um, <laughs> <Type> <laughs> the fuck up. I mean, for the way that I like started designing is I just Googled like small apartment design mm-hmm. and like I wanted like some kind of like boho look to it a little bit. I wanted a lot of white. I wanted it to be clean. And then I found like Pinterest stuff that I liked and every just Google like in New York City apartment inspo because mm-hmm. they're so small. You need to like design differently. And then I picked pieces I liked and then I found like cheaper versions of that when I could. So like there's I mean what I'm not gonna plug Wayfair because I mean they sell kids in in cabinets but, yeah, but um I would find stuff at like really expensive stores and be like let me try to find a version of this this makes sense yeah um the art on the walls is Society Six which is all like individual independent artists it's yes. cheap all my frames are from like Target and IKEA like you don't need to spend a bunch of money to have a nice looking apartment no and then you have this kind of garden but the garden is very low maintenance because it's all cacti um what is your inspiration for that. Um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want high maintenance plants. <laughs> um, I wanted a lot of gnats in my apartment, so I just got a lot of plants. <laughs> and okay, listen, I don't, I don't say this a lot in front of them, but like, I'm kind of over them. <laughs> okay. I try to be like quiet, but like, I'm sort of like, they're you're so literally needy. over them and you've had to do nothing to upkeep I'm them. Bo- I killed that guy. Oh, you did kill that one. It's He's dead. pretty sad. I'm done with it. Like I just, it's a lot of work. I was thinking you also don't have a pet. Why do you not have a pet? I just don't want it. Like Why? I grew up with a pet. I've never had animals. Mm. Maybe I'm not a good person. I don't know. I just, yeah. and then I've thought about. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you're on the serial killer like spectrum right I now. I like other people's pets. Um, I don't like the smell and I don't like the slobber and the hair. So like that's, I'm like OCD about it because yeah. I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. Um, I like small dogs and then I really was going to get a dog like last year or two years ago, but prior to covid i travel so much and so that's not really fair to an animal number one to live in new york city and to have an owner that's away multiple times a month true that's that would be mean so it makes you a good person i'm a great person also you have a peloton do you like it or what is that is that a peloton so is that it's a nordic track (laughs) hear me out is that a a cheap man's peloton um when the quarantine started you couldn't get pelotons for like three months oh my god so i was like what the fuck am i gonna do so i bought that bike and it was like a little bit cheaper and i have the peloton membership so i watch peloton on my television and i ride the bike so i'll tell you what happened this summer is like i just gained a bunch of weight like and it was wasn't like well distributed it was like full-on cellulite (laughs) all over my thighs my arms were fatter it's like my face was fatter and like 
I couldn't stop talking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. It was like this all consuming, like what has happened to my body? And like, I realized it was like registering in weird ways, like the way that I would interact with men. Like I wasn't mm. confident like I used to be. Like I've always been the kind of girl that's just like, I don't fucking need dating apps. If I see a hot guy on the street, I will just walk up to that guy. And like, if they reject me, then fine. I don't fucking care. That person has no me. And yeah. I just. And you're like, I'm adorable. Yeah. And you have a problem if you don't like me. But it's like, fine. This stranger rejects you. Who cares? But I really was like thinking about it constantly and then talking about it constantly. And I had a couple of girlfriends actually say to me, like, you're kind of talking about this a lot. And not a bad way. It means you're kind of like obsessing. You're having a little anxiety loop with it. Yeah. I'm like finding a way to like bring it up that I'm not having my body. And by the way, I've never been like, I'm not fat. I don't think I'm a fat person. I just know my body used to look like. Yeah. You know when you're like off your equilibrium. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking like, I've never been the kind of person that would like accept anything in my life that I don't like and just keep complaining I wouldn't do it with a job I wouldn't do it with a boyfriend I wouldn't Mm -hmm. do it with a friend so like why am I doing this why am I talking constantly about this and doing literally nothing and so one day I just like walked downstairs and got on the pallets and I was laying out and (laughs) I have been working out like five or six days a week since then it's been months how why do you think you're transitioned from someone who wasn't working out that much to this I'm not like you like a lifelong athlete like I'm the opposite of that yeah my body is like a six I have the knees of a 60 year old because I've been I'm like so sick of working out but how did you go from literally turning into a workout person um I think you got I'm like okay so workout advice um you get to find stuff that you like that isn't boring and monotonous (laughs) every day people are like where's your sports bra from where are your shoes from I'm like a lot of you've been asking thank you so much um I for me at least because I really hated working out I mean I still hate it I don't fucking look forward to it but it just becomes like a part of your day and I didn't realize like I mean if you don't have to leave your house it's like pretty great like to not have to do anything I put on literally underpants and a sports bra and work out my living room I stream a lot of stuff on the television so Peloton is like I can't recommend it enough and they have tons of classes who's your favorite Alex Toussaint okay because I've only done Cody Rigsby I just started last week okay and he's like flaming gay hilarious mm-hmm. makes me laugh um so i've started i thought peloton was super repetitive like i was just like oh this is so fucking boring but then i realized it's better than doing jack shit i mean you could do it for 20 minutes a day and i it, did it, it for will, 30 minutes like, and i sweated yes, so much yes and every instructor is different i don't do like a full ad for peloton or your show but um there's a million instructors i do like the club banger rides with alex oh, Toussaint. ali love is great i yeah. do like um tabata rides with her have and you ever had one of them on girls gotta eat um, we are going to ask Alex Toussaint to come on the show oh God, um, so for exciting. New Year's. So like the week after New Year's Eve and have him be like a motivational person on the show. I feel like they, like, I think I'm going to have someone burning in hell because you know that people who teach for a living like fitness and do that much riding are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I know you thought I was gonna say inspirational. So just, no, they're like yoga teachers. They're the most fucked up people. My brother, always, my brother said to me, "No one that looks like that likes themselves." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. I'm like, who hurt you? Yeah, and also they like enjoy torturing people. Mm-hmm. My brother's like, they literally hate themselves. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, that's probably. I did have true. someone on the podcast, Jared Bean, who's an influencer who her goal was like to be a soul cycle instructor mm-hmm. and they like tortured her. Like she did the whole training and it's so hard to get in the training. Then they told her she wasn't ready. She did the training again. She was at like her lowest weight mm-hmm. and she just was so obsessed with like 
the status of being like, I'm a soul cycle instructor. But then she realized that she didn't like it. And she hated herself. Yes. <laughs> um, I haven't gotten on a scale. I don't weigh myself. I just know that my clothing fits better. I know that there's not like cellulite all over my body anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it changes your appetite. My hair is growing more than it ever has. My nails are growing more than they ever have. Yeah. It, like it changes me like physically. People like, like don't want to hear it, but it's like drink water and work out and don't overeat. It's not that deep. And I'm just, I'm not going to be one of those people that complains about anything continuously and will not do anything about it. I fucking hate listening to other people do it. Yeah. I have friends that have been in shitty ass relationships for five Ugh. years. They talk to you about it constantly. And you're Ugh. like, again, again, we have to do this. But it's like those things are the whispers. Like if you're if it won't leave your head, it's like it's time to take action. Mm-hmm. And your body's telling you to get the fuck out in some yeah. way. And I'm not saying it's not expensive. A pain in the ass. I don't like it. I don't want to get up every morning and be all sweaty. I hate showering. Do you know showers? Yeah, I it really take? does take like you say it's half an hour, but it, it is like you need half an hour to like mentally prepare for it. Yeah. Then you need like half an hour to like get over it, and then you need to like wash yourself and get back into it's the, the worst game. part. A shower every day, laundry I'm doing, <laughs> wash a sports bra every day. Do you know how hard it is to, to find a sports bra that can harness double D titties? <laughs> you need two. My friends would wear two. I used to wear two. I and found one sports bra from Champion. I love. Oh, we love. Actually, I love Champion. Why, Bob? I do <laughs> think though, if you don't want to obsess about your weight, because you said like you, when you're working out, you don't want to obsess about. And you're eating your food next thing you know you're in kind of a bad place so I like to work out because it's good for my mental health so I like to be like I'm jittery I'm anxious I need to work out mm-hmm. and then the body like just comes with it but if you're doing it for your mental health I almost feel like you, you get less crazy with the like eating and sh- mm-hmm. do you agree yeah I agree I can't even imagine what it must be like for you to see yourself on television that would make me I don't know I don't know who's confident enough to deal with it like it would make me feel crazy you look great by the way oh my god thank you, you always look great I've loved you since day one summer so house. funny I gained 10 pounds my first season like by the end and the beginning uh-huh. all but the drinking all the drinking and eating because I'm not used to it and the stress I think like you just hold in uh-huh. anxiety weight <laughs> just and then like you just bloat when you're stressed I don't know but it's fun I just went on being like I'm not trying to look perfect so I didn't look at myself with that lens of am I like good enough I know there were some angles where I definitely was like oh never saw that side to me do we have to do the low like in a bathing suit like low to high from my like I literally saw folds in my butt I never saw before and then I actually had someone dm me once this guy was like this I, this girl just broke up with me because I said you were hot and she sent me a screenshot of you and it like is not attractive from Summer House calling you fat and I was like I like a girl who's thick and I was like I didn't sign up for this conversation. It's so crazy to me what it, what happens in a person's brain where they're like someone was talking shit on her <laughs> let me screenshot it and tell her and then he's like and I defended you because I love girls with curves but regardless yeah you can't go in with a lens of trying to look perfect in any way mm-hmm. and also find a man who likes that thick booty well you were saying that earlier you were saying like you know when you uh, like really find somebody and you're like falling in love that you're like oh this person finds me attractive this is the only person i need to find me attractive and i think that's really confident of you because i think a lot of people are like yeah my man finds me attractive but like i need everyone else to think that too yeah and i i I understand that i obviously we both love attention but in terms of (laughs) yes bitch (laughs) but in terms of guys i like it from one individual Mm -hmm. like i could every guy could think i'm an ugly piece of shit but if the one guy I like thinks I'm the hottest ever I'm happy you know what I was saying about you um to Ashley last night actually (laughs) I love when you guys have conversations about me (laughs) I was saying to her I can't imagine you dating somebody I wouldn't like like I feel like maybe you you pick like fucked up mentally unstable people but like but you're always gonna I'm gonna like them them. yes (laughs) 
I can't wait for you to meet my man. I'm, I can't wait to meet him too. I mean, You're I feel like I know him. him. I stalk him so much. You're going to love him. <laughs> I almost brought him over. But anyway, I want to get into some sex talk. Okay. But first, we cannot just easily pass the fact that you were like, I just go up to guys in the street. Sure. What is your move? What is your line? I mean, I'm not like walking down the street every day. You're like, that's a nice building. I mean, it's usually (laughs) like at a restaurant or a bar. And obviously, like that has sort of crippled the way that I date a little bit because I've never been a dating app person ever a day in my life. And you can't trust the masks. You don't know what's behind it. I I mean, I always think I'm flirting with people and then I'm like, oh, yeah, they can't see my face. (laughs) But it is. I've had to like relearn how to like connect with people because like bars of course you're there to get hit on a little bit yeah. come on you'd stay home with your friends if you don't want to get hit yeah. on a little bit um so I've always at bars no problem and I always like find a really easy way to talk to somebody it's usually like hey have you ever been here before like what's good on the menu what drinks are good yeah. or like I don't know find somebody to mutually talk shit on and laugh at them and it, like I feel like you can tell within one second that somebody is not interested in talking to you also you don't have to say something that great if oh, the no. guy's into you like you literally hmm. can just look at him and be like, meow, and he'll be like, hey. <laughs> if a guy is into you, like, you don't need to like. Be- he didn't hear what you're saying. He's looking at your face and your tits and he's into it. Yes, yeah, so you don't need to be like, if you were a car, which car would you <laughs> Do you think an orange is a color or a fruit? I know. And I, they would be like, what? <laughs> like, I, don't, I honestly don't want to date a guy that would be into me approaching them like that. But I actually, as a female, I love approaching men because men it is actually a lot harder to approach women now that i'm like with a guy we'll be in social situations where like we'll like a girl's dog and i'll approach it and be like oh my god what kind of dog do you have mm-hmm. and we'll get into a whole fun conversation and he'll afterwards be like if i asked her that she would have been tight because like she would have thought i was hitting on her or mm-hmm. something so i realized how like guys get fucking rejected all the time yeah so as a girl go for it yeah. he's scared he's totally. petrified and none of us want to be rejected but it's like if a person rejects you it's like you didn't know me 30 seconds ago no. like i don't care if you reject me there's plenty of people i've rejected so it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't feel good i'm not rushing to get rejected Yeah, but also but like, i'd rather get rejected than get let on for three years and have find out he has a secret family wow that happened to you huh not really but i feel <laughs> like it could it probably um, has and I just didn't know. I just would walk up to people. I met a guy at a comedy show recently, an outdoor comedy show, and I just thought he was cute. And I walked over and I was like, hey, like, who do you know here? Like, because I assumed he like knew one of the comics or somebody there. It's like, just ask a person a And question. as a girl, it could be like more friendly where like when a guy talks to a girl, a girl's immediately like, how do I not get raped? Like you go to, you go there, <laughs> and, and especially in New York City. Like I'm always like, is he a psychopath? Is he a serial uh-huh. killer? Where yeah. a girl talking to a guy, like if he's not into it, you can easily turn it into like, well, thanks. I just didn't know the neighborhood. Yeah, I feel like people's body language, you can tell somebody's body is open to you if their tone is welcoming. And if it's not, then you just walk away. Who cares? Talking is our love language. So <laughs> last episode, we talked a lot about dirty talk. You guys can go. It's called Raina Greenberg, Dirty Talk and something else. I did my research. Do you remember what it was? I don't. I actually like I did put it down. We talked a lot about like your engagement. We had a, it was a fucking great episode. I know Rain, exactly. Dirty Talk and Dick Sizes Damn. is what it was okay. called. I know we, exactly the date of your episode on Girls Gotta Eat. It was June 17th because it was my birthday. Yours is August 14th, 2019. Okay, was Corona yeah. wasn't even a twinkle in our eyes. <laughs> we talked about your career path since college, getting boobs at a young age. When your fiance left you the day before your engagement party. Guys, check out that episode. It's <laughs> fucking deep. But we were talking about dirty talk. Mm-hmm. Do you have any updates in your... Because sex advice. Okay. So for me, I don't know exactly what we talked about. I do like dirty talk. And that's what makes sex really fun for me. Um, 
I know people are always looking for ways to like spice up their relationship. And like, I personally don't need to be like in a costume shoving dildos in a guy's ass mm-hmm. to have a, a spicy good time. But, I mean, if you want to go off, like do it. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. But it's not what I like. It reminds me of <laughs> memes being like, how come you have to be in a bear trap to come these days? Like- right. <laughs> I know. You ask people like, how do I spice a relationship? Everyone's like, butt stuff. I mean, it's like your asshole is not the, like, the path to a better relationship. <laughs> like, oh, you just have to stick a finger in and everything changes. No, it's a vibe. Yes. And there's some people that I've had like crazier, kinkier sex with. There's people that I've had like, I wouldn't say like vanilla, but like less wild. And I I appreciate both of those things. I'll get off from both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I just want somebody to be like really into it. I want them to like talk about my body and like my pussy. Yes. I don't know. I'll talk about how like big their cock is. I do a lot of cum talk, like talking about cum and how much cum there's going to be. Wait, tell me the cum ones because I've never done that. And I'm like kind of running out. Like, I'm basically, like, my thing is, like, I say fuck a lot. Okay. And then I'm, like, oh, my God. And then I'll be, like, your dick is so big. You're Mm -hmm. so deep. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're so hard. (laughs) And then you're, like, what else do dicks do? (laughs) I see what you mean, though. Like, the longer you're in a relationship, you're, like, I used all my material. (laughs) Yeah, my material. He's, like, he knows this is repeat material. He knows my moves. He knows my lines. (laughs) And, and those, yeah, I just, it's hard. So what do you say about coming? I just like to, like, you know, I want people to, like, tell me how much cum they're going to put inside of me, how yeah. hard they're going to come, talk about coming all over me. Yeah. Um, I like to, like, beg for someone's cum. Yeah. I want them to, like, tell me, like, that it's the biggest load they've ever blown. Yeah. Um, so you call it a load. But then it would stress me out, like, did I do my laundry? <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, so the key to that is to check off your to-do list before come talk. Yes, <laughs> but I love the talking because I feel like you're you're in it more. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can get out in your own head, but when you're talking, you're in it. You know that they're in it because you're, like, in this conversation. And But it does take com- – it takes comfortability. 100%. And you also have to be compatible in your dirty talk. Like, if you don't like the guy doing baby talk and you're doing baby talk. Well, that's fucking weird. I know. And I do I, – I don't necessarily, like – bring out the big guns with a brand new person like a person i go on like one i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with one night stands you could do it if you feel like it fuck a person if you're vibing with a person great um but i probably am not like busting out like my craziness because i don't feel that passionately towards that person i totally agree i love being expressive but you kind of nailed it in the very beginning it's like how they look at you Mm mm-hmm like the way they look at you and so if you're just in your own head too much i feel like you're not connecting it's all about expressing how you're connecting with it. It's how you're looking at them, how you're feeling them. Just like fucking express yourself. And I think that's hot. Even if it's fucking weird, as long as you're expressing your pleasure, mm-hmm. it's hot. I think that people have a really hard time getting out of their heads. I think that women, especially, I'm, I can only speak to women because I'm a woman. Yeah. Um, and we hear this a lot on the podcast from listeners. Like, I, I don't know how to be confident in, my be- in bed because I can't stop thinking about my body. I feel yeah. like there's a role there. My nipples are weird. I'm yeah. fat. Like, and the thing is, like, somebody gave us this great advice and she was just like, if a man is naked with you he wants to, he, he's into your body he's mm-hmm. vibing he's he's there like mm-hmm. just let go of all these things like you don't have to be like a perfect 10 also, model it's to literally enjoy how you carry it yeah like it's literally you can sense people's energy so you want the energy of being like i have the fucking sickest body and you've never fucked a body like mine before i think that you have a confidence that i've like been like attracted to as a friend like Thank since day you. one like oh my god you like really show up as like your best self you're confident you're like i am who i am like i like you you show up with the confidence of giselle and i like it <laughs> i do i do think that like my body has been more than just like 
a hole for men so I like see it not that like I'm not trying to say other people's is it's just that like you need to realize that your body is always more than a hole for man Mm -hmm. like your body it makes you who you are and everything you have to thank it for everything and like have compassion with it and realize it's a fucking gift you're giving to a dude and like never be like oh he doesn't like it no he's lucky he's in the fucking same room with Mm -hmm. your fucking wet ass pussy (laughs) And no man is ever going to be as critical of your body as you are. You've been staring at this fucking thing for yeah. decades. No one else cares as much and deeply as you do. Also, what men, does their body look like? Men are, men are so insecure about their bodies. Yeah. Men are like, they are as insecure as you because you have tits. You have an ass. Like, right. even if you don't have it, you have it. Men, what do they have? Their dick that they're not sure about. And then they're really upset about, like, the extra 10 pounds they gained during quarantine around their middle. Yeah. And how many guys also, like, really have that good of a body? <laughs> I got to tell you, like, we were talking about guys that have, like, insane like, we're bodies. we're all like, trying to look like fucking Kim Kardashian. I don't want that. Like, I don't, I personally, I don't want a guy with a nicer body than me. I just want, like, a regular. Oh, like, I don't fuck. I am so not, I don't know if it's because I grew up around athletes, but, like, Six pack, eight packs, they don't impress me. And if you have one and you're not a professional athlete, you have issues. Like, eat. <laughs> if you're fucking counting carbs, like you're a miserable person. Guys, dating a guy with an eight pack who's not a professional athlete, first of all, if he is, he's cheating on you, so don't do that. Second of all, <laughs> this guy, like, mean, it means he's not eating carbs. It means he's, like, waking up, working out all day. Mm-hmm. I've dated models, they work out all day. You will never see them. I don't want anybody that does anything all the time. And that, that's, yeah, that's too anything. much. That's drugs, that's alcohol, that's weird food stuff, that's exercise. Even comedy. Like, yep. have a balance in your life. Yes. I don't want somebody that's doing all everything all the time. I just, like, yeah, I started working out, so I talk about it a lot. But it's yeah. like, you know, once I'm through talking about it a lot, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm, eating is such a big part of my life. I want to enjoy myself. It's I just wanna, extreme. Like, yes. like, don't be radical with anything. Just, yes. like, try to have balance. And speaking of balance, what I realized with my sex life and I saw a meme about it there's nothing hotter than being like super fucking dirty but then like holding each other's hand okay so it. you hit the nail on the head and that's how I feel about dirty talk so people like I yes. really like I like to be like degraded in bed a little bit nothing like crazy like you're a disgusting human being yeah. I just you know I like somebody saying like you're a little slut you're a mm-hmm. dirty little girl aren't mm-hmm. you and shit like that but like I only like it from somebody that I know cares about me because it's like role-playing I people always laugh when I say that but like yeah I I don't want somebody who actually thinks I'm a dirty slut to call me a well, dirty it's so slut. funny when you were telling me that before I was like I don't like that like maybe it's my own paranoia that like maybe he does think I'm a dirty <laughs> slut but when you're in a relationship with someone who cares about you and you've gone through so much together and then one night he's just like you dirty little slut like you're like ooh hey, am I? <laughs> right and it's exciting because like you st- oh you still see me as a sexual creature like yes. I think some guys like I guess it's like what the Madonna whore complex like they can't look at you as this like filthy little dirty girl because you're this like virginal person that they love you're gonna be their wife and the mother of their children mm-hmm. they could never possibly come on your face <laughs> but it's like that's what keeps relationships alive yes and I really think it's the combination of like while you're like doing like dirty anal like holding that person's hand during it <laughs> and just do you like, like anal here for you okay I don't but I haven't like full-on tried it like I had a bad experience in a bathroom once in the shower Mm -hmm. like we try to do it in the shower which is like the rule number one don't do anal or anything I don't really want to do anything in the shower every time people are trying to get in the shower the lubrication was all off but even if someone puts a finger in I feel like I'm leaking for like (laughs) the next 10 hours like I don't even know something's coming up I just feel like an open sore you know what just feels like I don't, it's falling out? Like, I don't know. Everybody's body is a different wonderland. And I don't, sometimes, like, 
sometimes things don't feel good. Or sometimes you got to like work the butthole a little bit. Like I have friends that love a finger in their butt. I mean, women don't have a prostate. Like you don't like men have like a clit in their butt. Yeah. You know, women don't have that. But like I have friends like love a little like ass play. It's not for me. It's never been for me. I will acknowledge maybe I just don't have a person that's been really good at it. I want it to be for me. But like I love if someone licks my butthole. Okay. Love. Okay. I'm nervous. One of my friends when I was young got anal and she sat there and she said never do it because you'll be leaking from your asshole for hours so i think i'm like paranoid about it then don't do it i mean i feel like you you've got you found the type of ass play you like Mm -hmm. do that also my man loves a finger in his butt okay all men love this and any man okay because he's like an adult any man that's man he's a grown-up he's a grown-up grow the fuck up and put a finger in your butt Mm -hmm. i feel like i have normalized fingering men's assholes because i feel like we (laughs) used to we used to get a lot of messages in the podcast my man wants me to finger his butt is he gay no No. he want a man fingering he literally was was like my orgasm is so much better with a finger in my butt because it's my prostate yeah like it's just logic i mean it's a clit in your butt your man's not gay he would have a man finger fingering his butt if he was gay it was so funny because i've never fingered a butt before and he was like put it in and i literally felt like a 13 year old boy trying to finger someone for the first time and i just like kind of shoved it in and he was like whoa 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 and i was like i'm sorry he's like put some lube on it and i was like is it up and down like i but it also was kind of hot because as girls who are sh- who are straight you never know what it feels like to go in someone <laughs> There's something hot about being like, I Penetrate am a person. fucking you. Yes. I love that. I've always wanted to peg a person. I just haven't lived my dream yet. And then I actually, wait, this is so fun because I wanted to tell people I didn't know how, but I lost my butthole looking virginity very recently. Um. Okay. Let's talk about it. So I was so scared. Okay. I was petrified. And he would <laughs> joke about it like, well, you haven't licked my butthole yet. And I was like, well, we're not married. So, but I finally was like so turned on once and I just was like let's do it turns out his butthole's adorable <laughs> I mean it's like a little blue knot he's Irish so he has like a barely any hair like a couple <laughs> blonde hairs like his butthole's adorable and then it really tasted like if you're going into someone's like armpit like it's a place where it's like a little sweaty it's a little musty it's a little musty uh-huh. there was it was definitely a taste I never tasted before but it was like hot because it was him like I, I felt like it. I was like understanding his sense more and then he was so into it but the problem was is he was on his stomach okay and so my nose was stuck in his butt crack so I at some point couldn't breathe and that wasn't sexy but I didn't tell him but I was like and I was just trying to lick his butthole it was hard I mean there's no comfortable way to lick a man's butthole like they can't really be on all fours that's weird but like you do kind of want to jerk them off a little bit yeah while you do it yeah but like there yeah there's no like good comfortable way to do it I love that you feel like this bondage you him or you were like it tastes like I never tasted before and it smell I didn't hate it it's like you're describing a restaurant I'm 29 it's like a new sexual experience for me which was interesting I just I think like how lucky are you both to like be in these like committed relations where you can try stuff and like it's safe and have I have you ever looked about I have a follow-up question um okay, yeah. yes I have I mean I'll, I'll I was like are you in the butthole looking club or what I, I mean honestly like if my man is into something like I'll pretty much do anything like I'm not gonna pee yeah, it turns on you. you on to turn them on yeah like I why I think, wouldn't you pee 
I don't know. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's like hard for me to like separate. Like I still have to go to brunch with you and it's just hard for me to like yeah. order brunch and sit there like knowing that I I've actually had someone on the podcast, Andrea Allen, you guys can listen to that episode who dated a guy who loved a pee. Yeah. And she said she had to like chug Pedialyte before going <laughs> to his place. Cause it's not natural to want to pee on someone. So you have to right. like have to pee so bad. Where do you pee on the person? You get in the shower first? I don't know, but I think it's some kind of control of being like, you can't pee yet. You can't pee yet. You can pee now. I mean, I don't fucking care. As long as people feel safe and they feel like comfortable, do whatever you fucking want. I've yeah. had some weird shit happen to me that other people would never like that I loved. I t- like what? <laughs> I went out with this guy in Australia. Um, well, remember- Australians are out of their damn minds. He's a Colombian guy who lives in Australia, so he's a lunatic. <laughs> fucking i met him at a bar called felons <laughs> he is a criminal <laughs> you're like he's hiding he's in australia because he's in the witness protection program uh, ashley and i were in brisbane we've been on tr- a trip together for like two and a half weeks we were like I- we need a break from each other yeah. we went to this bar and then I, w- I saw this guy and i was like okay leave and she like <laughs> was such a good wingman and she like left and um anyways i hung out with this guy all night and then the next night he was like oh like i would love to take you out like you're still in town whatever so like he just like showed me around brisbane it was really fun we went to a bunch of bars and then we went back to his place and we were like hooking up and i was under him and he looked at me he said open your mouth and i was like okay and then he spit in my mouth and i've been talking about this on the podcast and i feel like i've like helped girls so discover this a is new a thing. thing oh it's a thing guys are into this are you asking me or are you telling me? I'm telling you, but my thing is spit is like the one thing I don't like. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was with an Australian guy once. Mm-hmm. Same thing? He did this thing where I he was like going to eat me out and he would go like kind of above my spit vagina. Spit on your pussy? No, he would do this like loogie thing where he would hawk a loogie and then it would go all the way down. Ew. And then he, like it would like fall. Okay, I'm going to throw up. And it. then it would like hit my I'm vagina perfectly. Up. And I was like... I'm tapping out (laughs) I like can't do I don't like the spit like I don't like my own spit Uh I don't like their spit like when I'm giving a blowjob it's like yeah let's make it wet but like I don't like spit I mean it's it's a funny thing because a lot of people don't it's a crazy thing to let a person spit in your mouth but I mean it was just this wild adventure I was like internationally touring well it's also like you're not like going from nothing to like someone just spits in your mouth like it's in context yeah. I mean, it, it's weird because, like, you make out with a person all night long. And, yeah. Like, you have swallowed a lot of their spit, but yeah. spitting in your mouth is not the same is thing. Is it like a fuck you kind of spit? Yeah, that guy hated women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So that actually, I would say, is the type of experience I'm talking about with Dirty Talk where, yes. like, it was too much. It was like, if that had been my boyfriend and we were sort of, like, role-playing this, like, dominance thing, totally fine. Yeah. It would have been totally fine. But, like, it felt like... I don't want to say like violent because he didn't do anything to me that like frightened me, but yeah. it was like it was. Did he too open much. your own mouth? He said to open your mouth, and I opened it. Yeah, he like grabbed my jaw or something. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah, the whole I and mean, we fucked like four times that night. And I know a lot of women who do like this. I don't not like it. It's just like with a person I didn't really know, it was too far. Yeah, and that's you know? when like if your boyfriend did that, then like ten minutes later, I want him to be like kissing my cheek. Yeah, I want to like have and a glass of wine, hang out, that. watch yes. a comedy show together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said you have a question for I me. I do. Okay, so I, I get asked this a lot. We're about- such podcasters, by the way. We have like 10 different conversations happening, and we have 
we were on track with all of them. Well, you're great to talk to. <laughs> and I feel like I was telling you earlier, I like this show because it's a it's like a dialogue. It's not a monologue. And yeah. so people really know you and they get to know you. And that's why they tune into the show is for you. I'm trying not to talk about tennis as much, but that's I have a lot of fun I'm glad that it. you brought it up because I wasn't going to. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, people ask me this a lot. Um, and I've and I've I've struggled with it with relationships about like, when do I bring somebody up on the podcast? How often mm. do I talk about them? Mm. When would I put somebody on my Instagram story? So like for you and your man like what did that conversation look like like when you were like I'm gonna talk about licking your butthole on my show it's insane because I do think that past relationships guys have been nervous to get involved with me because I they're worried I'm gonna say something to embarrass them and like women our biggest fear is getting murdered guys biggest fear is like embarrassment and rejection so like for some reason it's like a huge phobia for men I've lost relationships because I've talked about like an ex on a pod the guy I'm seeing right now is a comic and it's funny I was so respectful of him because I was really into him so I was like I'm not gonna fuck this up I'm not gonna say anything embarrassing he started it so he was going off on his podcast the Des Bishop podcast check it out and just talking about like his feelings for me and like our first date Uh it was so hot and like my mom was sending it to me fans were sending it to me and then I was like okay and then I went on call her daddy Mm -hmm. and he literally goes say whatever you need to say okay so you guys have talked about it and I was like so yeah we had that communication Mm -hmm. and then even like like insta stories and stuff I, I let him check it before I, I post it because there's so many that are like so embarrassing that I'm like I need to post and he's like no I don't like that and I'm like okay I respect mm. you because I'll do the same thing I'll be like, I don't like how I look in that or something Kay. so we have that respect for each other but we also I think there's a hotness to like he, he like listened to me talk on Call Her Daddy and like afterwards he was so horny and was like we have to fuck because I was talking <laughs> about I actually said on Call Her Daddy that it was the best sex I ever had and he oh, damn. okay and i hadn't ever said that to his face so we like find th- things out about each other it's like listening to your significant other talk to their friends i think it's really fun i think that you're really fortunate to find somebody like that and i think that like some people are really private i dated a guy who worked at like yeah. salesforce and he yeah. was like and he was like listen i mean first of all i would never put somebody on blast i would always have that discussion with somebody and yeah. it sounds like you guys did too this guy like worked at salesforce he was like you can't talk about our sex life yeah i said can i talk about the yeah. butt stuff and he goes i've already talked about it in like three of my comedy specials he goes yeah i also don't want to like bring somebody up on the show that like i our listeners know so much about us i don't want to mention a person and then like not wrap the story up because if i'm like i'm dating this guy and you just never hear about it again people are like what yeah i don't feel like i owe anybody anything but it's like I'm just not gonna bring somebody up until they're like a thing in my life yes um or you talk super super general like I went on a date with this guy yeah this happened yep I would say since day one Ashley and I both like you would never know who we were talking about like we would never give any identifying details where people live what they do like I mean I know I said it that guy worked at Salesforce but so do a hundred thousand other people yeah so like you just would never know who I'm talking about I could easily be in a relationship right now and not be talking about it it just happened to work out that like he also said it was funny because he's used to being the one that talks about situations. He's not used to dating someone who also is looking for content. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like we, the way we will both talk on our separate podcast about a situation is so funny. And we just kind of had fun with it. And I think it's because we earnestly care for each other. When I really do care about someone, I'm not talking shit about them ever. Mm-hmm. But I like, love this dynamic. And I, but I do think like it's, it's going to be interesting seeing how it grows and like seeing like when we have a fight, like how we talk about that and stuff like that. But I think it's about ultimately like respecting the person and knowing boundaries. Like I'm so not sensitive. 
to the point that like I need to understand other people are more sensitive than me, but he's kind of similar to me. He doesn't give a fuck. I think that's nice about I mean dating a comic. Like I mean it's hard to find the ones that are well adjusted, but <laughs> I mean it is kind of cool to like date a guy like sees you on a stage and is like, look at my fucking girl go. That's cool. It's so funny he's never seen me do stand up because we met. Uh huh. Pre pandemic. Pre like right before the pandemic. It is really wild. Like I had a situation where I was dating somebody and it was a very new relationship and he was coming to the show and. I I had written this whole set. It was like 20 minutes talking about sleeping with my neighbor. Yeah. And first of all, the guy lives in the building. So he is a constant. He lives right there. So he's yep. constantly in my life. And on top of this, I'm talking about this thing and fucking other guys in front of this guy. Yep. And so I just said to him, like, look, I'm doing this. So, like, come to the show or don't in a nice way. But I was like, are you comfortable with this? Because I'm going to talk about this. And he came and he had a good time. But, like, it is weird, like, folding a new person into that. It's funny because my mans did say the hardest part is not like I, he's like I love hearing your stories about me I don't want to hear that other shit I'm sure that's tough and for I, anybody I, and I was like when it. you were new I, th- uh, that was my material <laughs> 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 you want me to talk about you then do some funny shit <laughs> I just don't I would unless it's bad unless we're talking shit I don't yeah. want to hear about the ex yeah I, I know they exist I do have to say that not talking about exes is the smartest thing I've ever done in a relationship really where I have been in relationships where like exes are so like present like you really feel their energy you could use it as manipulation being like i didn't like when my ex did that and then make the other person feel like they can't do that Mm -hmm. stuff and you also use it as a control tactic like i've done it to make guys jealous being like oh this happened with my ex or oh my ex is hitting me up just stop like just (laughs) stop yeah unless if there's something that needs to be known like i don't really know much about his past like i know his main relationships but he won't indulge me sometimes i even just want to hear like that he like had like oh were you a player and he just like stop he doesn't want to i'm sorry i have mixed feelings about it. i do want to know i want to know the history i want to know what's going on mm-hmm. i want to know first of all like like i met this guy recently he's 38 of a 30 year old man i've never been in a serious relationship i'd be like what's fucking going on True. here like True. i want to know that you've been in a committed relationship that you're capable of doing that i actually like girls are like you know that pe- people ask me a lot like should i ask my man how many people he slept with I don't want to know. I just want to know you've, you've slept with enough people to be dangerous. I want to know you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know your way around a pussy. And that you I feel asked, like you've I fucked asked Des his number and he's like, I'm not telling you that. And I was like, mm. I'm surprised you. I would never ask. I just don't want to know. I want to know you fucked enough people that you're fine being monogamous with me mm-hmm. for now. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want to know. Yeah, I think minimum is knowing if they've been in a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Knowing any like bad breakups they might have had. Any exes you need to watch out for. Otherwise, you don't need the details. Mm-hmm. But you recently were kind of in a relationship. Can you tell me what went down? Or not a relationship, no. You recently were talking to someone. Yeah, I just met somebody I liked. It was, it taught me like a lesson at least about being like vulnerable and being communicative better about like, I like this person. Mm. And we were talking for a little while and I felt like he wasn't really asking to see me that much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like what's going on? He had just gone through a breakup. So I was like all right, maybe he's just not trying to chill. But I just like sent him this text and I was like, hey, it just sort of sounds like you're going through some stuff. And I think that you should like work that out on your own time. I said it really nicely. And you know, when, you, when you're when you feeling mentally a little more stable, you hit me up, you know? I just don't think that like we should be out here letting guys like talk to us, DM us, text us, send us articles and memes and like take up all of your emotional time inside of your phone without spending time with you. Oh, for like, sure. Like I just, I don't think it's good. I think you shut it down. I think what's sexier than somebody saying like, hey, listen, it just seems like you're going through some stuff. I'm not going to be around for it, but I like you hit me up later, you know? Yeah. And I think also, that's why I think just fucking FaceTime or call me. I don't do texting. No? I don't play that game. 
I'll it's just, just not I'm a relationship. Really, yeah, like don't just text me all day because then texting becomes an anxiety thing where you're like, oh, he's not texting me as much. My thing is either you want to call me and the guys who want to call you fucking like you. Mm-hmm. So it's like take me out of your little like text group of girls you like any attention from. I've just I've fallen into that a lot in the yeah. past and I'm trying because you're to, like, charming and you're fun and you're like you're so easy to banter with. Yes. But it's like either well, you want to call me or don't. <laughs> my pat I'm trying to like be like, OK, what's my pattern here? Like what what is my problem? And I think my problem is two things I pick completely unavailable people and then I make myself a thousand percent available to them Mm. and that is the worst combo in the world Mm -hmm. and I just think that like yeah there's a certain level of like banter that's fun texting is fun dms memes shit like that but like a person should be seeing you spending time with you and like if there's so much texting going on you've given this man all the attention in the world jerk off material like and they don't really need to give you their time back do you think that you are actually a thousand percent available I think that first of all like I work for myself so I just have more time than your average person that's mm-hmm. like I mean previously was like sitting at a desk all day long at an office so I yeah. am a little more available when I find somebody I like bantering with like I love it I love like flexing the joke muscles mm-hmm. and just like back and forth all day long and I tend to date people that are really interesting mm-hmm. like I, I'm not talking about what sandwich you had today like mm-hmm. I'm talking to people about like their lives and their thoughts on things and I love that you want to fall in love with the way their brain works yes and I do and I want to like flirt and I want to feel sexy and I want to like get sexy pics and send sexy pics and like mm-hmm. I like all that but I think that like there's a point where you just have to shut it down because yeah. I think girls are just like he went out with me once and then never asked me out again it's like yeah because he doesn't want to be bothered with you how much attention are you giving him all the attention mm-hmm. just don't text somebody for three days mm-hmm. if they don't if you don't hear from them they don't like you that much yeah that's it, it it really is that simple that like it's a dance and if one of the person is trying really hard to dance another mm-hmm. one's not following it's like you can't make them follow you mm-hmm. And I feel like in the very beginning, I don't know, you, <laughs> yeah, you feel the energy or you don't. This guy came on our show. His name's Guy Winch. He's a famous psychiatrist. And he said, like, what are you getting out of this? Not about my scenario, but like yeah. in general, like you look at the, like this picture of like you and this person, like what are you getting out of it? It's like, well, all I'm getting is text messages on my phone from this person. Like, yeah. I don't need this. And is that really that much fun? And in your head, you're just making it like, oh, my life with him would be so fun. And it's like, what life? Mm-hmm. What have you done? You're literally uh-huh. getting dopamine hits from him. It's a literal drug. He's mm-hmm. become a drug to you and just a thought. And I don't th- I think that like there's a nice, normal, calm, non-emotional way to shut that shit down. Right? Oh, yeah. You need to tell somebody like, I'm not going to be here to give you attention yeah, all no, the time. Yeah, no, don't get into that anger. Anger is not, uh-uh. not necessary. I think that if you feel like a dude's not asking you out, ask them out and say like, I'm free Wednesday, Thursday. Do you want to grab a drink? And they either say yes or they continue to text and it's you not oblivion. A, it's not a fuck you. It's not like, oh, you're an asshole. No. It's just you're navigating the dating world. And if a guy wants to see you, he'll see you. If you want to see a guy, you'll try to see him. Mm-hmm. I asked you about emotional availability because I realized with me, I loved going after emotionally unavailable men. Because mm-hmm. I knew that if I knew they were emotionally unavailable, I couldn't get hurt. Because I was going into it being like, yeah, he's not available and I'll try my best, but like, I'm not going to get hurt because I know how this is going to end. So it's like, once you find someone who's available, it's crazy how you can so easily move forward and connect. Mm -hmm. And then you actually have to be vulnerable back and be like, wait, we're not fucking with each other. It's scary. Like, because texting is a lot of fucking with each other. But I think that you're right. I think that like, you know picking unavailable people for whatever reason they're unavailable it's safe. if it's like a, they're, they're the wrong age they have the wrong career if they're never going to make the type of money you need them to make yep. like whatever it is like I dated somebody that was eight years younger than me yeah. at my age that's a big age difference yep. eight years younger and like 
I like picking people in the wrong stage of life, I guess. Is, like, but it's if you like you don't have pressure to actually be like, not. oh, this is going to be a thing. No. You and always have an excuse you, to be like, yeah. well, he's eight years younger. Right. So whatever. And if they reject you, it's like, OK, well, well I didn't younger. see this anyways. It's like a long term thing. If they don't live near you, if they're not living the type of lifestyle you want, if they just got out of a breakup. Like finding an emotional available person puts pressure. Like it does. it's scary. Mm-hmm. But that's when you're really ready. So I really think that like you as you become more available, you are going to attract more available people yeah I'm trying to just be better I'm trying to identify like being really honest with myself about like let's read the situation mm-hmm. let's see what what the last like six seven people I dated what was the commonality and what did I do wrong with all of them I mean first of all I always I'm always too available I just am like and it's weird because like I have a lot of friends and I'm yeah. busy at work and I you are a very busy person you're you. also traveling all over but I'll make space for people that I like you know like if I meet a dude and we vibe and like I think you're interesting and cool and I like fucking you I will make all the space in the world for mm-hmm you and I I should make people work a little bit more for it why do you think you prioritize them over everything I don't know if it's over everything like I feel like girls gotta eat is my priority Ashley will always be my priority um I just I think like that like hit of like dopamine and serotonin is like I mean it's a real thing it's like a drug and it's so fun like Ashley and I were on the road we were in Nashville a couple weeks ago and I this same dude and I were like texting a lot I just got off stage and we were just like flirting and he saw this like sexy pic that I posted on Instagram and he was like flirting Ashley was like are you gonna fucking text this guy all night are you gonna talk to me and I was like yeah I'm kind of being a dick (laughs) (laughs) but that that is also the newness I'm talking about like in the very beginning we all fall prey to that yeah but none of my friends would ever say I like I ignore them or blow them off for a guy and I mean I'm guilty of that I'm so I'm so (laughs) I'm that friend who like once I'm getting fucked you won't hear from me I just I think that as we get older that is the primary relationship in our life and that is just how it's gonna be and then you realize like the girls in your life who you it's not just like your party friends Mm -hmm. because you're not doing that anymore and things evolve Mm -hmm. but yeah it's always like they're gonna fall for you because of the priorities that you have before them not like rank before them but like before you met them because that's who you are you Mm -hmm. can't just be like this emotional vessel that's just always open for them because you have to protect yourself and also like find joy beyond them well I don't want to make decisions based on loneliness and like yeah I have this I have this podcast about dating and relationships but the number one piece of advice we give everybody is build a life you're proud of and then find a relationship how great is it to find a partner that's like fully formed that's traveled that reads that has hobbies and interests and friends and a good relationship with their family it's like oh I found this person like doesn't need me they want me yes oh my god you nailed it because even your soulmate if you believe in soulmates or like your person you're gonna marry you do not ever feel like you need them. You want them, mm-hmm. but you do not need them. Yeah. And when you actually believe that, I think that's the energy that like makes a relationship work. It is. And then you're not making decisions based on that loneliness, based on that neediness. And I think that a lot of people stay in really terrible situations or just m- mediocre situations because the thought of being alone is so much worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that. I just, I don't ever want to be in a position like that. And you've been alone for a good amount of time I feel like yeah I've had a good mix of both I've had like really really serious long-term boyfriends I've lived with two boyfriends I was engaged to somebody mm-hmm. I was with somebody on and off for like three and a half three years after that I always have like a couple guys in the mix I haven't had like a really serious relationship in a while I met somebody exactly when you were going Charleston when I was there and him oh, and yeah. I I remember that oh he's so hot um him and I are like in touch a lot we talk a lot but okay. it's not like we're never gonna live in the same city so yeah. it's not like a thing but you still have that chemistry yeah I have chemistry I've met in my life I like I feel sexually fulfilled yes and I'm I have enough other stuff in my life that I'm like okay I'll, I can wait around for the best person are you gonna delve into the apps at all 
I think I have to just because I think that like meeting men the way that I used to just doesn't exist right now. Why are you scared of the apps? I'm not scared of it. I get fatigued shopping um, for people. Um, oh my God, it is shopping for I people. I hate like chit chat. Like, you have a ton of men in your car and you're like, I'm not buying any of this. Two I'm things. I'm, I'm just, I mean, honestly, like I don't want to do like the banter back and forth. I don't care. And I do worry that I'll tell like the first question is what do you do for a living? Yeah. And I'm a very Googleable person. Yeah. And I just think like they're going to be like, oh, okay, this like sex relationship girl yeah let me look her up let me look up articles and listen to the podcast i don't want people to like know that much about me before i meet them so funny since summer house online dating got a little weird where like one guy like went on a date with me and then randomly was like yeah my friends love summer house they said i should kiss you yeah like, i don't what? want somebody to like I, I would hate it if somebody like worked with a bunch of listeners of girls got to eat and was like i just fucked this girl last night and like yeah. they're all like oh my god what does her pussy smell like you yeah know? like i mean it smells <laughs> great uh but it's it's i mean whatever that i'm, I'm not like so famous but mm-hmm. i guess that's the trade-off when you have like a platform is that people do know stuff yes, about you, you have a, a very personal platform yeah i just don't want people to think anything of me about the amount of money i make about the kind of content i produce mm-hmm. like i just don't want them to like preconceive notions of it so i I mean i guess i sort of have to but we'll see i'm doing okay you're doing fucking amazing okay. and you're surviving hell normally we play the seven deadly sins but you've already done them okay so i want to play a different game called heaven or hell where you have to pick what's your heaven what's your hell i love this okay heaven or hell going on a date with someone who didn't wash their hands after using the bathroom or someone with bad breath I couldn't do the bad breath. The bad breath is my hell. I know like hands is weird, but like, let's all be like honest. Like most <laughs> dudes touch their dicks and don't wash their hands. And like, we've been living in that world forever. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know if it's my heaven, but like bad breath. Cause I am like obsessed with my, my teeth. I brush a lot. I use a water pick to like flush. <laughs> I, I am like a crazy to- Like Yeah. Some people have bad breath sometimes. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not for me. I yeah. can't do it. That's my I health. also feel like with the right person, their breath won't be that gross to you. Like I mean, everybody's like, breath smells like breath, but like, yeah. I don't want somebody's breath that smells like cigarettes or halitosis or something like that. That's tough. Well, I don't even know what halitosis is, but it sounds bad. It's chronic bad breath. Got it's it. A disease. Or get, what is it? The g- g- gingeritis? Gingivitis. Gingivitis. Yeah. Gingivitis. <laughs> I, was, I was like, do they like have a ginger- lot of freckles. I have gingeritis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, she has gingeritis. Okay. Heaven or hell, breast lift or ass implants? Like, in terms of me getting them? Yeah. I would love to get a breast lift. I actually, like, right before the pandemic, like, went and saw somebody about it. Because, listen, I'm in my mid-30s. I have double D boobs. Like, you can't fight gravity. Gravity wins. My titties still look nice, but you want (laughs) to do it early enough. Um, Like, even the doctor was like, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, fill me up, okay? Um, So I actually would really like that. Ass implants, I just, my butt's, like, fine. I'm a five-foot-tall white girl. Yeah. I, I don't need to be walking around with a booty any bigger than mine is. <laughs> Wait, so what's You've going got on an with amazing booty. Oh, my God. Thank you. What What's going on with the breast lift? I just I paid for the consultation. Like, I didn't do anything else after that. Like, breast lifts and breast reductions are, like, pretty intense surgery. Like, an uh, implant, they can slip the implant under your armpit. Um, or they can they can go through the nipples. So the scarring yeah. isn't so bad. Yeah. A reduction or a lift, they take your whole nipple off, and they do what's called an anchor scar, where they go straight down oh, from Jesus. your nipple and all the way under the breast and so you're left with like some pretty serious scarring wow and i've like seen him like there's people that just needed it like they needed like their nipples moved they needed smaller nipples also like i'm just i'm happy with my nipples and the way they look like they're good they're small people, they're teeny you're just nipples. saying like people change it because they just didn't like their nipples 
Yeah, I mean, some people big boobs tends to be bigger nipples, and yeah. your areola stretches as your breast stretch. Yeah, I'm um, not mine for some. Um, thanks, mom. <laughs> um, I have nice little nipples, but yeah, also I mean, normalize all nipple sizes. Yeah, although some guys love big nipples. Guys are just happy you're fucking naked in front of them. <laughs> let's be honest, okay? And every guy I've ever been with has told me that I have the most amazing tits they've ever seen. And guess what? They've tell they've told every girl that. Okay, <laughs> they're just happy. But yeah, to see if a your titty. back hurts. And like you're having you're having trouble on the Peloton because right. your titties are just too much. Sounds also, fine. I used to never say titties, and now I say it. It's weird, but anyway. Oh, heaven or hell? Okay. Only doing podcasts. Got it. Or only doing live shows. Oh, that would be t- so tough because I love our podcast because it's like we do these like pretty serious topics and we've covered like eating disorders and sexual assault. And we do really fun stuff also like, you know, your man is not your man. Uh, <laughs> but the live shows are so different. Like our live shows are such a circus. It's just these fucking animals. These girls are wild. It's so fun. <laughs> and like the thing that was like the hardest from quarantine for me was like I just I missed hearing our audience laugh. Yeah. I missed like interacting with them. Makes you feel alive. It is my hell to never do a live show again. I just like being on stage with Ashley too i think we have like a great dynamic i think if i could pick one for the rest of my life probably podcast just because i feel like there's more longevity in that you know like i don't know that people i don't know that i'm gonna want to do the same type of shows in a few years i don't know if there's gonna be market for it i love like the career of howard stern like i'd love to be like a radio podcast personality forever if i could just talk for a living forever that was a real business bitch answer i like that thank you she was like, well, we have to well, you know, carry the one. And yeah, that's more important. <laughs> if I were to talk to my agent, my business manager. <laughs> living in L.A. during the pandemic or living in New York City during the pandemic, which you have the whole fucking time. I'm living the whole fucking time. Um, I guess it depends on which weather. So mm-hmm. you want to we just picking March through like March through June. Yeah. L.A., I have fun there. I, I wouldn't live there. It's it's just not, like, a city for me. Why? I like walking a lot, first of all. I just like being outdoors Same. in neighborhoods. And I like being able to, like, bop around to a bunch of bars in a neighborhood. And there's not a ton of places you can do that there. Um, You're like, I want to be in six bars in, like, one hour if I want that's to. That's what I need to be able to do. <laughs> I also just know the community of friends that I have here. Like, I'm an East Coaster. I'm, yeah. like, from here. Like, I love it here. The pandemic sucked. It was terrible. Like, I, I was miserable. But, like... How did you control your own thoughts being stuck alone because a lot of us I went to my parents mm-hmm. Ashley went to her parents yeah I think people think that was like really nuts so first of all my parents are older um so my dad is 73 my mom is 70 it just like didn't make any sense to like be with my parents um and also I don't really want to be trapped I'd, I'd rather be alone than be trapped with anybody that much yeah I mean your family seems like really fun well, I mean there were, there's pros and cons there's pros, pros and cons, cons of all of it yeah I never felt alone um, and I know that sounds crazy because it was like three months, but I really made an effort. First of all, I talked to Ashley all day long. I worked all day long. Yeah. I woke up every morning. I didn't sleep till noon. I woke up every morning. I did my job. I, I, I grew our business. Did you wear jeans indoors? I have worn jeans one time okay. since March. Okay, I swear thank to God. Because that's like next. People are like, you have to dress up like you're going to work. And I'm like, no, no bitch. No, 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 no. Um, I made an effort to take a walk every day and be outside. Yes. I made Zoom call dates every single night with people. Like I always saw somebody every day. And yeah. I have some friends I took walks with. Yeah. Um, I wasn't socializing with them. But um, my friend Jeremy, my friend Grace, yeah. um, Atwood, who I think you know. Yes. And Jeremy. We love Jeremy, who's on, hey, the, podcast. on the podcast. Wait, That's Grace like my best and friend. Jeremy have both been on Burning mm-hmm. Home. Yeah. We love. Jeremy is my best friend. Grace is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a lot of walks with them. I didn't feel, I mean, it's not ideal and it sucked, but I didn't feel alone because I at least I filled my day with stuff and then I saw people every night. I was really like worried about my friends. I mean, never reached out. No, I'm just kidding. I think we would (laughs) occasionally just be like, I miss you. And you'd be like, yeah, where the fuck are you? And I was like, don't worry about it. 
but I was worried about my friends who were just like in New York City or like the people who had like really small apartments and you're just like going insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference between being lonely and alone. There's certainly a lot of yes. people I know that are surrounded by people and they're the loneliest people in the world. I'm just not like I felt like I really filled my days with shit. And tell me just what's going on right now with Girls Gotta Eat and how you're going to kind of what are your visions moving forward with whatever the hell the world is right now? The show's been good. I mean, thank God for it because I have a job that I can do at home. Um, every week it's about just finding like a more interesting guest. So we sort of try to look like four or five weeks out every time and think like, do we need a serious topic? Is there a topic that people are really asking for? Um, we always want to feature every type of guest and different lifestyles. So we would like, we want to have guests that are homosexuals and lesbians and we want to talk about like a couple weeks ago we had somebody who's Muslim and it was like so great to talk to him about like what it's like to grow up in that environment and that have sex for the first time and yep. I just want people to like listen to the show and feel like they see a voice on the show that they relate to like that's yeah. my story that you know we want to just give a voice to as many people as possible and I think that we've gotten better at our job I think that like I'm so proud of some of the stuff we put out this summer like really serious episodes about abortion sexual assault you also you had politicians on oh we had elizabeth warren yeah that was pretty special that was fucking (laughs) epic like i was like okay cnn (laughs) i just want to continue to be a voice that like girls can listen and be proud of i wish i had somebody talk about this stuff when i was that age and i want people to feel like they relate to this that they like it they think it's funny that they know us that they like feel that their voice is heard on the show so i mean as long as we can do that we'll do that we did some live shows and then we've stopped now because i think corona is like a little out of control and you do have a bit of a responsibility to at least keep people safe as much as possible um so we canceled some of the shows we have put a lot of time into like more video stuff and youtube into like cool social media the merch looks great so Mm -hmm. like any way that we can like make a cool fun brand while people are sort of like figuring out what life is supposed to be hell yeah very inspirational because like i'm kind of in the same boat as you where can people follow you where can people listen to you where can people watch you um you listen to girls gotta eat anywhere you listen to podcasts so on itunes where hannah is also at the top of the charts oh my god <laughs> you're crushing it girl thank you um, girlsgottypodcast.com has all of our episodes it has great merch i am reina.greenberg on instagram there is a reina greenberg that's not me reina.greenberg fuck that bitch She's great. <laughs> Do you guys talk? I mean, it's so funny. She's the only person in the United States with the same name as me. And she works for a PR agency, like, right up the street. Oh, my God. We're the exact same age. We studied the same thing in college. It's crazy. And, yes, we've hung out. She's great. That is hilarious. <laughs> I take it back. Sorry I said fuck you, bitch. Yeah, she's great. Um, Thank you so much for coming to hell. Second time might be better than the first time. Who knows? You guys listen. Great. Let me know. And I love you so much. I love you. And thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>